Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. What's happening out there, Star Wars fans? Uh, welcome to the Outer Rim Beacon. I am one of your hosts, uh, Justin. We've got everything covered in this galaxy from Lanix to Lasats. Uh, joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. Hey there, little ladies. This is Josh. <laughs> Uh, in the biz, that's called a callback. That's a reference to a joke made on the last episode, so you're going to have to tune into that one. Uh, this is Kyle, and I'm torn between... I was going to make a reference to, like, do Kaminoans just hate any kind of planets with solid ground? And now I just want to thank Justin for including Lasats, because uh, big Lasat guy over here. Love it. Love to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> and this is Maggie who is still living high on that High Republic life. Mm. Oh, we we got a little bit of that news coming up here in a little bit. Uh, yeah, do you guys know, I, I got the Lannix in there. Do you guys know You guys know what the Lannix is? What species that is? Uh, it's the one that's alliterative with um, Lasat because they both start with L. <laughs> Smart which guy. Which works Check for your little the brain thing. on yeah. Kyle. <laughs> just like little lady. You see, Josh was just following yeah. through with the uh, alliteration you today. Yes, coordinated mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's speeder. Uh, it's uh, Evan Peel. It's uh, similar to whatever Yoda's species is, but not quite the same. So, uh, well, welcome everybody. Uh, hope you're having a great week. Uh, this is the Outer Rim Beacon. Uh, we've got a lot of news this week. We have a ton of stuff uh, that came out uh, actually within like the last two days. Um, we had a new interview drop earlier this week, so we hit you with the Friday Night Live stream. Uh, we attack. hit you with an interview with uh, Daniel Jose Older, and now we've got a new episode of the show coming out this week. And we have our live stream coming up this Friday to just to talk about Bad Batch uh, again. So join us there Friday night. What's uh, eight o'clock? Eight o'clock I Eastern. Think, be yeah. there, be Friday square. Night. Eight o'clock. Come join us. Have some fun. Uh, we played a game last week. I don't know that we're playing a, a game this week, but I know. do have a new game that we're going to play. So I'm excited to unveil that one. But yeah, we've oh. we've got a lot dropping this week, heading into the big uh, holiday weekend on uh, on the fourth here. So hitting you with a lot of Star Wars people. Lots and lots of Good Star time Wars. To be alive. So, yeah, it is. Uh, before we dive too much into everything else, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk. You gotta get that celebration. celebration in there. The deuce. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We uh forty-seven weeks. I think we we covered this on the, the Daniel Jose Older interview as well, same time frame, but uh forty-seven weeks. Get out there, get your hotels, get your tickets, start searching for your airfare. Save your That's money. always important. Um unless you wanna do the uh coast to coast trip or the Nebraska to Iowa trip that these two guys did. Uh, from Dumb and Dumber. I don't know if you guys saw that from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, on the little mini bike thing? Yeah, they did the same trip on the mini bike. (laughs) I was like, man, you guys have no time on your hands. But hey, you spend your summer vacation how you want. So um, I think I'm going to take a train out there, actually. A train? You know, by train? Train. Yeah. It'll be good. Get those like sleeping cars with the bunk beds. It'll be really fun. Nice. I'm going to take a hot air balloon. Oh, we can race. Yeah. Wow. This is like, yeah, great this views is, uh, up there. Might be chilly. <laughs> Pl- 
planes, trains, and automobiles over here with uh, John Candy and Steve Martin. So, uh, but yeah, get your tickets. Uh, start doing your airfare search. Start saving some money, people. It's important. Yeah, gotta have the money for, whatever for celebration. Do. Yep, yep. Um, we've got uh, a little bit of news this week. Clone Wars was nominated for three Emmys. Deservedly so. Agreed. Congratulations, Agreed. guys. Um, outstanding writing team for a daytime animated program. I'd say they're outstanding, outstanding music direction and composition for oh, preschool yeah. children's or animated program. Outstanding sound mixing and sound editing for a daytime animated program. Justin, you gave us the oh yeah sound effects so many times last episode, and then Maggie just said it, and you didn't even back it up. Oh yeah. I know. With the wrecker, <laughs> she teed you right up. <laughs> With the wrecker, yeah, it's uh, kudos, kudos, Clone Wars. And then Wars. he still doesn't kudos. provide it. <laughs> I know. Kudos. Oh, I hit it. It was. Oh, there yes. you go. That That's the one. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Way to go, Clone Wars. I'm a fan too. I don't know if that's ever come up before on the show, but I, uh, I really liked Clone Wars. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I've heard it's. Good. Oh, you should definitely check it out. I'd recommend it. I'll have to try it. I'll have to try it. You know, yeah. I heard that there's like this this sequel to it. I think it's called The Bad Batch, but mm. I don't know. I might try that one out too. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Dave Filoni has his, you know, his um, shelf with his Emmys on it. And then next to it, there's also a, there's a paper mache trophy that says, Kyle's favorite Star Wars guy. <laughs> Kyle <laughs> mailed to him years ago. Oh, Josh, yeah, I don't you know, remember I, telling you that, um, but I'm appreciate you remembering. I do my research. <laughs> I still can't figure out why I haven't, why we haven't received a uh, Dave Filoni Black Series figure yet. Why is this not a? I pre-order the hell out of it. Right, oh. I think most people um, would. I'd get two to take one out in. of the box. Uh, Trapper Wolf, excuse me. We we could. Uh, why is that not a character yet? Um, is that Dave Filoni? It is playing That's Trapper a guy Wolf in Star Wars. I, <laughs> who's, I don't know whose face about. are they going to map for that? I thought just telling me this similar. <laughs> I hate to. I'd, I'd be a little disappointed yeah. if they did the real <laughs> face capture with somebody else. Like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That's not Dave. What is going on here? Like you lied, Hasbro. Why? Yeah, the convention do exclusive version would come with his hat. It's like a cowboy hat that he wears. I definitely mm-hmm. get that one too. His black, his black wolf shirt. Yeah, we need one of those right. like Funko Pops of him. Oh, Maggie, son of, I'm out of the pop game. I've said it enough. <laughs> okay, oh. but you know, like, like I have a Funko Pop of Patty Jenkins, which she is a Star Wars director. So uh, I feel like there needs to be a, a Dave Filoni pop. I don't want and a, to be, and John Favreau. I don't want to be put in that position. That's what I'm saying. Why? Why is this not a series in anything yet? Why do we not have vintage collection or Black Series or Funko Director Series yet? A George yes. Lucas Funko Pop. Hello. Yeah. I think there's a Mark Hamill Funko Pop. I <laughs> believe you mean you're Luke right. Skywalker. Like, <laughs> no, there's a Mark. No, like Hamill Mark himself. Yeah, like yeah. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think I think you're right. Um, we can't yeah, let they, Josh continue to be right about things, guys. Come on. He didn't even look it up. Happening. It's going to keep happening, guys. <laughs> he didn't have to come back to it 30 to minutes later. Brain on I, got, Josh. I got my Pride Stormtrooper today. Nice. It's a good looking pop. This guy's Just so before the end of Pride Month. Making sure Funko very nice, very nice. makes a buck here and there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, uh, you know, something that uh, has been blowing up 
the uh, social media is a little bit here as of late. Is, it's been blowing uh, up just like the Razor Crest. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, no. hey. Uh, is a little bit of controversy like concerning uh, Boba Fett's starship or Slave One, um, as as it was originally called. Look, people, I, I you know what? It is what it is. Like, it, it's on like a Lego set. If you go and look up, what is it in the Star Wars uh, online? Oh, in the data bank. I don't bank. know what that yeah. is. Data bank? In the data bank. It's still called Slave One. Yeah. They didn't um, change it. They, you, you know, know they, they, they called Grievous' ship, Grievous' ship. Uh, they called, for that matter, they called the Havoc Marauder the Bad Batch's transport, which has a name. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's not. Yeah. I feel like you know in in uh in the Austin Powers movie where he gets unfrozen and he's talking about Lucky Charms and they're laughing at him and she's like ah it's a children's commercial yeah. that's what I feel like all these people getting so upset like <laughs> they're Legos dude yeah they're Legos, they're Legos. that's that's the thing that gets me like so wound up about this it's like these are children's toys <laughs> for a children's yeah. franchise. Think of it from a marketing standpoint. Children don't care what ships are called unless it's the Millennium Falcon. Everybody's ship is just Han. I mean, even Millennium Falcon is Han's ship. That's what children know it as. This is a ship that Han flew. That's, you know, Obi Wan's Mm. ship. That's Din's ship. Flying saucer. (laughs) Yeah. I actually have seen (laughs) on packaging um, like Poe's X Wing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They Close they know X-Wing. it by the the yeah. character. Yeah. They don't care it's, about the ship names. You are, I mean, for as weird adults. You are an adult who is angry over a child's toy. It's it's just a little weird. Yeah, it's a little weird to hear people get that upset about it and just have nothing better to do than get on social media and just well. I think unfortunately it's not that weird. Like, it's definitely disappointing. Get a life. Everyone's just looking for their five seconds of fame. Oh, we're going to get that I, one viral tweet by being the first one to be super mad about something. Yeah. I am the yeah, elder right. in this group. Agreed. Right. I am <laughs> the <laughs> elder. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am the elder in the this High group. Republic. I, <laughs> <laughs> before the before the stories yeah, came the, out, he's the one who told the story group with the You're the Yoda of our group. <laughs> I lived the legends, people. Yeah. Um, they they weren't just campfire stories; they were real to us. Um, but it's you know I'm 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 old. Like I've been with Star Wars for a long time, and I'm I'm not bent out of shape by them doing this. You're gonna it's be able to sleep tonight deal. because there's a Lego set called Yes Boba Fett's Starship. <laughs> Yes, I like and and it's it's doesn't change anything else. Those of us that grew up with Star Wars still call it the same thing. Like it, it doesn't really go away. Like that's what it was originally created as. So it is what it is. People don't get too bent out of shape with it. There are more important things to life. I'm laughing to, at you. If you're mad about this me? on the no, not you. Oh, the the people, people who are so okay. mad about like, Slave One. Like I'm I yeah, just, just I'm laughing at you on Twitter. It's hilarious to life. Me. Life is too short to sit there and fret about it on social media and get high strung about it. Like just let it go, little man. Like you have my go and enjoy life. There's way more important things out there, like the new High Republic books that just dropped. Look at this today. Uh, we had Rising Storm come out today mm. from Kevin Scott. Uh, Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older, who we just Friend interviewed. Of the show. 
Uh, great, great interview. <laughs> Super cool to have him on. Um, really nice guy, funny guy. So nice. Um, yeah, I, it was, uh, uh, it was a really nice kind of re- laid back interview, which was super cool. Um, and then we had uh, a little bit. Uh, we had the Tempest Runner cover art released today, which that doesn't come out until August, I believe. Is that mm-hmm. right? Justin, yeah. you got to so, play the High Republic music. It's my favorite one. Especially because Josh and I were talking old school hip hop earlier. Just a little later than that. Yeah, can we not put Afro Man in the same? What he's not the same as like as NWA, Clan. Not even close. But yeah, we had a lot of High Republic stuff drop today. Super excited to dive into this. Read these books. We did get, there's new apparel out. Uh, we had four new shirts come out for High Republic. Tons I of think new they're shirts, available really. on Shop Disney, out of print and Amazon. They range anywhere from like $22 to $30. I think the a couple of them I saw, one T-shirt had the drink gear on the front. Too. Oh, the drink gear one was really cool. There's a couple really good There's ones. a, the Jedi logo one is really cool. And I think Maggie I picked that, that one. one yes, I picked that yeah. one up today. I could not resist. Nice. I, does, is it just like that bright blue or does it actually like glow in the dark kind of thing? I have no idea. I think it's just that bright blue, which happens to be one of my favorite colors. So I was like, oh, this is like mm. perfectly made for me. Does Marcian know you bought that shirt? No, Ooh. we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was Speaking a of shirts. We should put out a shirt that says Boba Fett spaceship on it and sell it on our web on a website. I love it. That we don't have yet, but that'll be on our Patreon. <laughs> Can we talk yeah. about the fact that one of the shirts that I dropped in the group chat uh, has like traveling through the outer rim? Mm-hmm. Could it yeah, be to it the looks, outer rim yeah. beacon? Well, where else I, are you going to like get the it. news? I might have there. to order that one. What I was just saying before we got on here is all of my Star Wars shirts are black. They're there's They're never any other colors of Star Wars shirts. So when when that popped up and I looked at it and there's four options, the four options were like black, gray, navy, blue. <laughs> Like, I don't even remember what the fourth one was, but it was along those gray, blue, black tones. And I'm like, man, just something a little brighter would be nice. You I'm know thinking what I mean? about I have I have one like Ahsoka shirt that's white and orange and blue. And I have one like royal blue generic Star Wars T-shirt. And I think everything else is black. Lots of black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Justin, it's okay that you're a Star Wars goth. It's fine. Well, he's also <laughs> always buying the Imperial stuff. So, what do you think you're going to get? I mean, yeah, it's very true. The dark side, the you Imperial get, stuff, you get dark outfits. Um, well, a shirt that is not black is also a Naboo Spirit tee that Disney just dropped. Too. Yes. I don't know if it's Far available only in the parks or on Shop Disney, but I think they're usually around sixty dollars. But it is gorgeous. It's like this white to like pink and blue hued it's so pretty. Uh, shirt it has uh, across the back jersey, it right? says naboo yeah across the back it says naboo but it has like the picture of the um is it like the cityscape know, it's not a castle it's uh yeah it's it's not the castle it's whatever that main building some was. administrative building there on the on the yeah. lakefront yeah but it is it's a really nice looking shirt. So if you like spirit jerseys, go check that one out. Uh, something else that kind of popped up today in in my area, just because I collect a lot of figures. Um, Entertainment Earth released a pre-order for Artifacts. Uh, it's a re-release of Clone Wars, Obi-Wan and Anakin. And they're 
they're really cool. They're one tenth scale, but what they're doing is they're releasing these two figures. And with Anakin, you get the top half of Clone Wars Ahsoka. Uh, and then with Obi-Wan, you get the bottom half of Clone Wars Ahsoka. Um, Marvel, they are both 80. 80- huh? Marvel Legends does that, don't they, with their figures? Yes, where it's they like do. A collect a figure thing mm-hmm. where you got to get a bunch to get the last one. Yeah, the they're currently yep. doing that right now to get. Uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America wings. You have to buy all of the figures from the three Disney Plus series. Yeah, I know but those are was... like six inch, right? Uh, yeah, are they? Yeah, 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 they are. I think they're like six yeah, inch. They're figures. like the Black Series of Marvel. Yeah, yeah these are one tenth scale. These are eighty nine ninety nine a piece. So you have to buy both Obi Wan and Anakin to get the Ahsoka. So and you're a, a tenth scale is is what three inches. No, no, no. It's um, I mean, it's probably pretty close to a six-inch figure. I'm looking at my Captain America. Oh yeah, I one guess here. The he's, tenth he's, scale would be, you know, yeah, he's tenth like size. seven inches tall, maybe like a tenth six, of seven inches the size. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're six feet tall, yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so go check those out. I didn't find them anywhere else. I only found them on ones. Entertainment Earth. I don't know if they're sold through Big Bad Toy Store or anything else. Hmm. But it's pricey. Um, yeah, it's a little, a little, um, little expensive. My mom would have so, said they're I mean, proud of those things. Yeah, I mean, you're charging <laughs> a lot for your product in in like country speak. I think. <laughs> I mean, I, the Ahsoka one I would love, yeah. but the only way I get her is to order the two. I don't both. love it. That's exactly that what much. they want. It's exactly their I plan. I could, I suppose, I could buy both and then sell the Obi Wan and the Anakin. Because I really only want the Ahsoka, but then I feel like I have to have the whole set, and then I got to keep all three, and now and I'm then just you're 180 bucks so. in before tax, <laughs> right? On Damn three it. figures you only wanted a third of to begin <sighs> with. Artifacts, why you do this? Dang it! All right, well that was it for the news, but yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely go check out the High Republic stuff. Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna because it is pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> but we got something else to talk about today we got uh some bad batch Heck to yeah. talk about here right oh so i yeah. am i'm gonna turn it over to kyle here our resident uh, clone wars aficionado admiral snack bar he's got his glasses <laughs> on ready to go to push him up at us my and, glasses you know, actually have a just... scratch in them i'm trying to buy a new pair <laughs> that's true that's real world uh kyle is about to school us in some clone wars so yeah. let's go kyle as i mentioned i do like the clone wars that's fair to say um this is episode nine uh bounty lost the directors were brad rao and nathaniel villanueva we've already talked about both of them if you have not heard about them you may need to go back and revisit the um clone wars episodes we did same with writer matt mcnivitz i think he's already been on this show and a million other animated shows uh he's a veteran uh, special guest stars again. We've got the same two from last week: Corey Burton and Seth Green playing Cad Bane and Toto slash Tebow three hundred and sixty, respectively. And it's Toto, but the know, twins. That's a running gag. So again, you got the twins. You got to check out the the back issues. Uh, and Ming Na Wen as Fennec Shand reprising Queen her of role. My Life. Uh, yeah, Maggie's a fan. I don't know if you've picked up on that. Um, Question. Yeah, please. 
Do is Brad um a Mandalorian? Brad? Um oh. Yeah. Uh I don't know, but I I would assume he's re- at least he of the bloodline. I I saw where you're going with yeah, that. That's... I wonder if mm-hmm. that's some inspiration for the name. It's possible. Maybe. They do that. Uh we talked about last week how uh Toto 360's home planet is a reference to the voice actor's name. I'm not going to mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it. You have to go back and listen. <laughs> uh okay so they begin this it, it one was it was based on his name it was based on his it was name. oh look at that yeah i pulled that i pulled that rabbit <laughs> right out of the hat um this episode starts right off where the last one ended we're up there crosshairs chasing him down um pew, pew, yep pew, there's pew pews left and right the havoc marauder <laughs> they're getting chased down above Baraka by crosshair in his new class uh tr- well it's not like i don't know if it's new but it's new like the the Greek letter, new, new class attack transport shuttle. Um, but Hunter doesn't want to. It could be both. It, it could be a new, new class. <laughs> this is also a callback. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Hunter doesn't want to leave without Omega, but Tech's like, uh, dude, the bounty hunter is long gone. What are you even talking about? That doesn't make she any don't. sense. Um, so they convince him to jump to hypersca- hyperspace, get out of there. Um, and we cut to Omega waking up in the holding cell aboard Cad Bane's ship, the Justifier, which um, the Justifier was designed by Russell Chong. This is in um, Earth real world, not the Star Wars world, to be clear. <laughs> what, what, Josh? A <laughs> um, uh, little piece of trivia about this. It was actually named after uh, Justin Timberlake's first solo album, Justified. So this is they had to change it to justifier because of copyright issues. But you're close, and I really love the effort. But it's actually named after Timothy Oliphant's um, vehicle, Justified, uh, based on some author's short story, uh, Fire in the Hole. Based in Lexington, Kentucky, on FX, you can check it out on Amazon Prime. It's really good. And Timothy Oliphant <laughs> showed up was... in uh, uh, The Mandalorian too, so it's a Star Wars thing now. Mm. Justin Timberlake's gonna be in Kenobi. I heard. Oh man, <laughs> is he gonna be? He's gonna be like in alien makeup, so you can't tell it's him. I hope he's per- so the, performing in the cantina. They're, they're actually yeah. like he, He's gonna be singing. It's gonna be May the fourth. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be May the fourth. <laughs> Maggie's the dad of the group. She does come with all the Sorry, dad Justin. jokes. Even though there's an actual father amongst us. Yeah. <laughs> He's the real dad. She's, she plays a dad on the she podcast. She plays someone on the podcast. Oh. Uh, you know that, you know that uh, Revenge of the Sith poster that's like, who's your daddy? Yes. <laughs> it's I me. I remember that. It's oh, me. God. Self-proclaimed. Um, also, uh, Josh made that up. That's not true. That's not why it's called the Justifier. I'm pretty sure. I but did not make I, that up. I guess I could Google it later. We'll we'll tweet it if it is true. But I'm going to say it's not. Uh, it was designed by Russell Chong uh, with a self-reorienting centerpiece, uh, which makes me feel like that's very similar to um, Boba Fett Starship. I don't know what to call it now because we did that whole thing, Slave One, which has the center that we that we got the really cool shot of it in the Mandalorian, where the ship rotates around the center. Um, it's kind of similar to that, but it was created or for the B-wing. what's that? 
or the B wing. Oh, true. The B wing does rotate around, around the, the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it was created for one of the unfinished Clone Wars arcs, the one that we mentioned last episode with Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Um, but it never made it to screen. Obviously, those were never developed. Um, the artwork was revealed at the the Clone Wars behind the scenes panel in Celebration Anaheim 2015. Um, which is a not well remembered fact because everybody remembers the 332nd and the Bad Batch and like the kind of bigger reveals and then the the duel between Cad Bane and Boba Fett and all those things. But uh, this was up there too, and mm-hmm. it finally appeared for the first time in this uh, these last two episodes of the Bad Batch with slight modifications to that original concept art. Uh, for cool ship yeah so there's no like actual in-universe information on it yet that's really all there is is the the um creative background there but we are on that ship the justifier named after the fx hit um justified based in lexington kentucky um and toto and 360 uh, toto 360 and omega are arguing through the little energy shield she's blocked in by um, she's telling him to let her out, obviously, because when you wake up in a in a cell, I get that's like your first reaction, I suppose, is to demand to be let out. I doubt it really ever works. Uh, but he says no way, and he also kind of taunts her, telling him that they took her comm device away so that she can't call for help, and uh, kind of warns her that Cad Bane does not respond well to prisoners who do not cooperate. Um, and I think that's when Cad Bane walks mm-hmm. up right then. Like comes down the ladder. How's my asset green theme? My name is Omega. Who are you? Cad Bane at your service. Where are you taking me? Love the music. You'll be sorry when my friends come for me. Your friends are long gone. I made sure of that. No one is coming for you, little lady. Now sit tight and don't cause any trouble. But when will you have time to fix my leg? It is quite inconvenient. <laughs> Bane. Poor Toto. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just got a rough, rough. <laughs> like go I just of want it. my leg fixed. Yeah, and uh, some of these may be a little bit longer on the clips, but there, there's a lot of pauses in the dialogue well, that's between his, the characters. Like, so cool, calm, collected lone gunman mm-hmm. thing is he's mm-hmm. never rushed, and we mentioned that when we were we were gushing about Cad Bane last week. But he did. Um, this is another thing we mentioned that in the concept art for Cad Bane, he has a plate on his head from where he was shot by Boba Fett in that unmade arc that we were talking about. And we have talked about, and we never saw it in the last episode, but in this episode, actually Mm -hmm. a couple times, but right here where he's talking to Omega, he takes his hat off being the polite, like a kind of classic Southern gentleman. um, And you can see it really clearly up there on his blue Duros head. We're we're gonna get that in a comic at some point that that standoff sure. I think every it's like everything around it that came from it is is in canon elsewhere just not the standoff itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm here for it. I yeah. can, I, it's sad that it never got made, especially because Boba, Boba Fett's really having a moment right now. It's, it's crazy oh, yeah. to say because he like has been pretty popular since 1980, but he's like got more going on now than he ever has here in 2021. So hot right now. He's so he's like <laughs> Hansel. He's so hot. <laughs> What's He's the whole thing? So where, hot. Oh, uh, you're said it different though. You're doing it a different way. <laughs> yeah, it's a different meaning there. I think. You, you, well, you had all the, uh, you know, all the guys who have liked him forever, and he doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. more. But then now he's like proven his worth yeah, to people that didn't like him, and yeah. I think people just like Tamara Morrison and like when they're able to bring old, a- you know, yeah. actors from the previous stuff back for. Like good stuff, so yeah. You're, I mean, that's a good. I like point. it for all three of those. It really reasons. is a perfect storm of a lot of stuff, and Tamara Morrison being like such a very likable dude is uh, mm-hmm. definitely part of it. I'm sure it doesn't hurt. That's um, sure. and and I think we, we we've commented on it before, but it's worth noting again. Uh, the music is so good and it's so perfect, but it's also so on the nose and so overt um, and so different for Clone Wars. I think it, it would fit in a, a touch more in Mandal- The Mandalorian, even though I think um, Ludwig would, would do it a little different. But um, it, it just really stands out every time that mm-hmm. Cad Bane theme uh, pops up. Mm-hmm. But that's... Um, from there, he he ignores uh, his his little servant droid, just leaving him limping around in a circle on one leg uh, to go contact his his uh, his people employer. on yeah his employers there on Camino. Yeah. I have the girl. What is her condition? Alive, so I expect a premium. See that she stays that way. That depends on you. I'll be at the rendezvous. Bring my unlocked credits. I and will deliver the payment this and little retrieve bit here. Omega. You have personal interest in the young you see right through her. our operation enough. Tanway, you will go to our abandoned facility on Borovio. Spoiler Bring alert, the bounty hunter's payment and recover our property. Yes. Prime Minister. When the clone is returned, confine her to the sub-level facility. Once you have retrieved the genetic material needed, terminate her. Mm. Lama Sue Plot gets worse all the time, man. He's a bad yeah. dude. He's really Not awful. Lama Sue. Lama Sue's a little llama lame. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Justin. Son of a... I'm mad at you for so that. that joke. But uh, <laughs> so uh, Tonway is getting sent to Borovio, which is in the Lido system. Lido? Lido? How did they say it? I think it was Lido. Lido? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, but it's never it's never showed up before. So there is literally no information on this planet or the system that it's in, uh, what you see is what you get we can infer that it is a gas planet sort of like um um uh city in the clouds that we saw but uh bespin Bespin. yeah sorry i was stumbling over that for a second uh but other than that i don't really have any idea very curious why they abandoned it it's a good question i don't know i mean it didn't look like it was i mean the planet looked 
nice. I mean, it was like sunny and way different than Camino. It had their but, one requirement of not having dry land. So <laughs> I don't know I don't, why. Like, I, I don't know. They got that they sweet did, government yeah. contract with the Boba Fett clo- or the Django Fett clones. So they just cashed in yeah. put all their eggs in that basket. Who knows? Yeah. It seems like there was some sort of there there I feel like there was some sort of uh problem or like disaster that caused them to leave there. I'm not really sure though. Well Maybe it definitely looks like they was unstable. They left suddenly, right? Or they yeah. they wouldn't have just yeah. left all that stuff there with the half baked clones and whatever. Yeah. Who knows? It's uh, just another example of Star Wars throwing out like, here's some information, but it's just in the background. We're not even going to tell you anything about it. That's sort of what uh, Daniel Jose Older was saying about the the dobacks. It's like there's just all this war universe around you that you don't even get more mm-hmm. information about necessarily. I will say, I I wonder this thinking seeing like the their previous like devastated base of operations or whatever it was and then thinking about how we don't really see them later on and how the empire we know the empire phases out cloning um and we also know that they're trying to kind of hide what they have from the empire it makes me wonder like does the empire wipe out camino did they get operation cindered just, just Something thinking like about, that. just they're they're setting themselves up to be to get to incur Palpatine's wrath, mm-hmm. and we don't see them later. I which I mm-hmm. mean, there's a lot of things that we don't see later, and then there's a backstory that explains why, like Ahsoka or you know anybody else, you know other Rex, people. Yeah. But there's there's yeah. um, it's not out of the realm of possibility, though. I mean. It would make sense, and Palpatine is definitely vindictive. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And and thinking about how, like, especially if if they figure out how cloning works, they might want to like get I'm someone sure else it's who dark knows science, how cloning right? works out of the game. Yeah. Wait, what? Dark, dark, dark science. Cloning. Right? Dark science. I don't know. Secrets only. I mean, that was Beaumont's perspective. Secrets only we don't the know Sith that that's, knew truth Mm -hmm. even though there was like a giant uh like massive billion dollar plot twist lama sue sith lord wow (laughs) wow i mean he's definitely you said he gets worse all the time did you not not nice yeah uh it's a bit of a leap but he's not like this deal on bespin still gets worse all the time do you guys want to talk about bad batch at all (laughs) no I'm still talking <laughs> oh. about that. He's on, his, he's on his Lama Sooth Sith Lord now. I guess um, that would be an interesting, unexpected twist to the Bad Batch if Lama Su, uh was revealed to be a, a Sith Lord. That part was a joke, but everything oh. I said leading up to that. <laughs> Before that, it was legit. Was. Okay. That's yeah. fair. I mean, that the them hiding this from the Empire and clones being phased out is like a major storyline right. in this series. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the... I'm sorry. I'll let you talk the rest of the time. I won't say anything. No, I like it when you talk. Um, Aww. Especially, well, especially when you're making fun of Justin. That's one of my favorite things. I wish you could do that a little <laughs> more. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Would you like to see the Kaminoans get blown up by Palpatine? No, I don't want to see it. Huh. Just saying it might happen. They're evil. You know? I wouldn't mind seeing Lama Su. It's the worst. Yeah, as long as Lama Su's on the planet just still. said to take the little girl down and harvest her DNA and kill her in the basement. Mm. And that brings me right back to where we were. Uh, Nala say is not pumped about it. And you can tell, and she was trying to go and rescue Omega from this whole situation herself. But Lama Sue knew that um, she is clearly letting her emotions get the best of her. So he does not allow it. Um, and that's when we get back to Toto still trying to put his leg on and he's kind of complaining about Hunter shooting it off. Um, and I thought, I thought he called it a booster at one point, but now he's calling it a leg. Um, Omega of course sticks up for her new adopted dad, Hunter, um, and says, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. That was pretty good. Actually, you're jo- Josh with the, um, <laughs> the impressions always, uh, <laughs> but Hunter, yeah. <laughs> turn everything into Caleb pseudo macho. Is that man. Ma- it, Caleb Doom doing Macho Man doing Omega saying Hunter, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> uh, and Omega starts getting in digs about like, yeah, Hunter was protecting me. That's what friends do. Uh, why doesn't your friend protect you? He's not very nice. Blah 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 blah. Which. Uh, is even more true than she probably knows because Cad Bane does not treat um, Tim Tebow 360 very nicely. Uh, Omega, not at all. Not at all, no. Uh, didn't even fix his booster slash leg. Um, Omega offers to help. She said she did a bunch for AZ3 back on Camino, and Toto's like, no, of course you can't help me. You're a prisoner, and I can't trust you, which um, is probably semi-wise. Um, I, yeah. I just want I I know I already talked about it in the live stream, but um, and I won't go into as much detail. But it is interesting to see um Omega having that empathy for droids. Yeah. Treat like giving treating droids with respect. I mean, obviously she's playing them a little bit, but you know she we saw this with Az too, mm-hmm. and that's something that only you're like goody good good, uh you know altruistic um. Star Wars characters do. Yeah. Um, and so one of them fell to the dark side, but, you know, when he was a little, I'm a person and my name is Anakin, he really cared back about droids. before, so. yeah. Well, and the, I, I can't believe I'm bringing this movie up, but uh, The Rise of Skywalker made a really, really clumsy attempt at making that a plot point, too. But, um, yes, the, the good guys treat the droids well, and the bad guys treat them like at best tools and at worst like uh pieces of garbage it's definitely fair to say but omega is she's nice to him pretty much all of them even gonky who doesn't really say much but gonk and i think it's fair to say she's 100 percent playing toto too though she's definitely Mm -hmm. she's definitely working working him and i'm i think the whole because it, it comes up a couple times in this episode where she's like, yeah, Cad Bane's not nice to you, dude. Like, people will treat you better. There's You get nothing out of this deal. Yeah, which I don't think droids can really just 
leave like that. But um, I, I wonder if that's going to come. I, I think that almost has to come to a head at some point or else. Why would they have done that? But I guess we'll mm-hmm. see. I'm, I'm here for more Cad Bane either way. Um, but that's it. She Toto says no, and he's not having it at this point. She's staying locked up. And then we are back to the Bad Batch who are uh, trying to gather some intel. This was uh, great because now we find out, finally find out the great, the great mystery of Omega. Your description of the bounty hunter is a match to one from the Republic's files. That's him, Cad Bane. He had multiple run-ins with the Jedi and was responsible for attempting to abduct Chancellor Palpatine. First the bounty hunter on Pantora, now this guy. Why are they after the kid? Because she's more valuable than we realized. What do you mean? I further analyzed Omega's genetic profile and discovered she has pure, first-generation DNA. Whoa. Wait, what does that mean? All clones were created from a host named Django Fett. While our genetic structure was modified for growth acceleration and obedience, Omega is a pure genetic replication. How many clones like that exist? To my knowledge, there's only one other. A male clone, codenamed Alpha, later referred to as Boba. Since he disappeared at the start of the war, that makes Omega the sole living source of Fett's raw genetic material. If she's vital to the Kaminoans' cloning operation, they must have put the bounty on her. So, how do we find this bounty hunter? Tech, check with Sid. See if her contacts know anything. We'll keep monitoring comms. Oof. There's the great mystery solved. Yeah. And, um, most people, including, I think, all of us, uh, it seems like we're kind of wrong because we were all guessing like uh what uh enhanced ability does omega have like the bad batch because you know they they said she's a, a unique clone like us but she's unique because she's uh unaltered, unaltered rather than I, enhanced I just want to have it on record that the day before the episode aired, I was over on Steel Wars, and this was the exact theory that I wanted to come true. <laughs> was so, that she was unaltered? Yeah, that she was a, a Boba Fett, mm-hmm. you know, well, well, clone, a Django clone. She's that she's basically just a girl Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, and I like what they did with the uh, Alpha and Omega there. That's uh, loved it yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Fun little thing. Does that mean there's however many other Greek letters, like twenty or so, twenty something other uh-huh. unaltered clones running around? I don't think and, so, but that's also plausible. And the first issue of the War of the Bounty Hunters was called Alpha. True. So, mm-hmm. AKA Boba Fett. Who yeah. knows what we might be getting in that comic? Well, you know, and it's it's interesting because if you go back to when they first discovered when Obi-Wan Kenobi is in the facility, right? And he's walking around and he's talking to um, Tan Wei. And she says, well, aside from his pay, the only thing that he requested was a room and one unaltered clone for himself. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And so clearly they took the liberties of... Yeah. cloning their own making their own unaltered yeah, they whipped clone. up a batch and he got one yep and they said well you know what let's let's you know we'll just keep this here and then later on down the road we'll just clone our own on un- make our own unaltered clone later on so well they uh, they definitely 
Well, they had um, they had Django's genetic material on hand for a while, so they could have mm-hmm. made more after the fact. Um, but it also seems like if there are others, they have definitely lost track of them because they've stated already that they lost track of Alpha slash Boba Fett during the Clone Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. and they are hunting down Omega because she's the only one. So if, uh, if there were ever others, they would be lost somehow at this point, presumably, or they would just be using them. So, So after we get this revelation, right, we jump back over to Toto still working on himself, right? Yeah. We're back on the justifier. Justifier. And uh, Toto still can't repair his leg. He's really bad at this. Um, Omega's trying to tell him how to connect the servos first. And he's like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But, you know, it's it made me think of, like, have you guys ever seen the picture of the doctor who's in, like, Antarctica or something who had to operate on his own appendix because he was, like, the only surgeon on the whole continent? Well, that's mm. that's a thing. You should look it up. But also, that's what Toto reminded me of, trying to operate on his own legs. Probably a very difficult slash painful procedure. Um, mm-hmm. Omega offers to help again, but Toto again, you know, same old tale as old as time, same old, same old song and dance. You're a prisoner. I'm not going to just let you out. That would be absurd. Uh, but Omega fast talks him a little bit, and she's like, look, we're on your ship, and I am a prisoner. Where, where am I going to go? Um which isn't totally invalid. She's not going to just right. jump out the airlock. Um, I think he misses the obvious other thing where she's going to call for help or say where she is and someone is going to come get her. But, you know, she did tell the truth. She's not going to just jump out. Mm-hmm. She can't go anywhere. Um, so he's like, all right, let's do this, but make it quick and don't tell anybody. Cause clearly this is against the rules. You don't let the prisoner out. Um, so, she starts asking him about how long she's been with Cad Bane and she's getting in more digs about, well, he's not very nice to you and he, how poorly treated he is. And, um, she gets his leg attached and it's, it's good as new, but she's got to adjust the calibration, which gives her an opportunity to work on the back of his head and shuts him down, which she gives him a little <laughs> apologize for, but, uh, uh, she does it. And, mm-hmm. She says it's temporary, but she's off to search for her com to uh, call for some help. Yep, and then uh, we get uh, Cad coming in for a landing, right, yeah. into Boravio, and he's trying to get a hold of Toto, but he's not responding, Toto's so he finally lands, yeah, he lands, uh, what, he lands the ship, and... Um, well, it was getting a little dicey flying through there, and he's calling for Toto to come help him because he can't see through yeah. the chop, and uh, he didn't get any help, but then he, he did manage to land just fine, so it mm-hmm. seems like it wasn't that so big he finds, of a problem. He finds Toto unconscious, though, and he wakes him, turns him back on, and uh, this is the reaction that you get from Toto. Toto, where's the kid? Mr. Bane, she's quite obviously right there. <gasps> Oh. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh dear. Truly subtle performance by <laughs> Seth Green there. You love to see it. 
<laughs> uh, sounds like uh sounds like my youngest when she gets in trouble. Oh, oh, <laughs> she just knew she did wrong. Yeah, the droids are always uh, a little out of it when they wake up. They're a little confused, but yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was out like a light. Uh, but they they did make it. They're there on Borvio, and and while Cad Bane is back there, um, trying to figure out what's going on, Omega does locate her comm and runs out onto the landing platform to try and call back to the Bad Batch on the Havoc Marauder. Um, but uh, it's pretty far. And we're, so we cut back to the Bad Batch in the, in the ship and Echo comes in that he gets a reply from Sid and she, of course, knows who Cad Bane is but doesn't know how to find him and tells him that they're on their own. And that's when Hunter starts getting this transmission from, um, from Omega. And Echo's boosting the signal, which this I have this written down because it seems like isn't Echo always doing like the tech stuff? He's the one who's like getting the hyperdrive to work and boosting the signal he's like, and like scomping he's in like ten, and ten times better than tech. Yeah, tech is the worst, isn't he? He like he has a he has a great personality. He like stuffed up and was like, Hunter, these are terrible plans you have, finally. Yeah. And and he's like a natural whiz at computer stuff because he has a computer. <laughs> I feel like we're, he's edging tech out of his own game here. Like, what do we what do we need tech for at this point? He's not definitely not the tech stuff. Maybe like a little bit of background information, but geez, I'll take Echo any day. Um, anyway, but yeah, sorry, not to disparage tech, but he just stinks to me. But we're gonna bit. disparage yeah, tech. He's not uh, he's not awesome. Whatever. It's like Crosshair's the worst, and then Tech's just like a little bit better because he's not the worst. <laughs> Well, like in the earlier, sorry, Josh, I, I like in the earlier conversation that he finally says, oh, I was finally able to analyze uh, Omega's <laughs> genetic sample. Where did more. you and get like, well, it, wait a weirdo? Why would you, ha-? like, remember he had it, like, in the first or second episode, he, he scanned it or and something like that. And he didn't like think that. to check. And he didn't think to, like, do anything. He's like what the guy that do? can go, yeah, he's like the guy that can, like, look at the math problem and go, oh, that's X. Oh, that's Y. And, and then, then he like, starts talking he, about something else. Yeah, and it, or like he can't put them together to solve the equation. Like, oh, here, yes, this is X, this is Y. Oh, wait, uh, I can't solve for that. It's a really long way to call but him yeah, useless. Like, He's useless. <laughs> you know, you said Crosshair is the worst, but at least he has his own gimmick. That's true. At least he's the only one. Jeez. <laughs> he's the best version of Crosshair. <sighs> Tech. Maybe he'll, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll he'll die, and it'll be like an um, emotional, um, like touchstone for the whole the whole group, and he'll just that'll be the purpose he serves. Because I don't know what else Scoop. he's serving. That's my prediction. Pro- probably not on the kids' show, but I wouldn't mind. That's harsh. It's okay. Tech's just useless. He he doesn't need to die. Um, but Omega's trying to tell them that she's here. She has no idea where here is. They're they're giving the back and forth. The signal's too weak. They can't establish a direct connection. Um, so they get the plan to direct Omega to a door panel where Tech's telling her to create a power surge and it'll relay their position. And uh, right when she turns it on, Cad Bane shows up 
and catches her and crushes her calm calm device and um, says, uh, I think, by hook or by crook, you're one way or another, you're coming with me. Um, Mm -hmm. So she was not able to signal her rescue squadron at that point. It was really close, but she got got. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Toto who is very pleased with his new leg. So uh, I'm pretty sure he says it's just like new. It's working really well. So even though Omega did temporarily take him out, she did do a good job of fixing his leg. So I guess, um, small price to pay. Um, but he tells Cad Bane that he has detected an un- unidentified ship approaching, and Bane tells him to check it out while he takes Omega. And um, Omega tells him, you're going to be sorry when my friends show up. Um, you know, classic prisoner type thing to say. <laughs> um, but he's dragging her through a corridor where they come up on a dead Tonway. And I think we've got mm-hmm. um, a clip of this whole little scene here. No, I'm not going with you. You're lucky they want you alive. Who wants me? You'll soon find out. I told you you'd be sorry when my friends showed up. Quiet. That was the the first part. There's a long pause of music in there before we uh we get to this finally like this really really cool confrontation. Uh, we find the murderer of Tan Wei, and uh. And uh, who Cad Bane is now going to go up against. I have that one here as well. Torn way? She needs help! None you can give. He's right. Fennec Shand. Hello, Bane. You got no business messing with my score. You of all people know it's all about the price. Besides, she was my score first. Omega and I go (laughs) way back. Don't we? You lack the experience to be going up against me. Yet, I'm the one who has the payment. That's my case you're holding. Hand it over and I'll let you walk out of here. How about a trade? The case for the girl. Sounds fair. Mm -hmm. You first. Get Toto I know I've here. been defending him, but he really did kind of blow it here. I have the case. Everyone could have got away with what they wanted. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. Great confrontation. Great confrontation, though. This is uh, the old hand, you know, basically trying to tell the the young rookie, look, you don't have the skills to beat me, and you got the. The new one, the the new kid on the block, going. Mm, I think I can take you, and this is just the I that for most of this fight, I thought it was pretty even. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, they they were really really evenly matched, um, which I think is a testament to how competent that Fennec Shand is, and I think also that Cad Bane was being like a little bit like bombastic, maybe because he knows that he probably is getting towards the the twilight of his career where he's really on the top mm-hmm. of his game you know he already got taken out by boba fett once um 
not that he killed him, but he definitely got a good shot in on him. Uh, and he, he's definitely older. He's been at this for a long time. So he's probably, he's probably not, um, at his, at his peak anymore. And, and probably does feel threatened by these, these hot young guns that are coming up to take his, take his score, which is another thing that I thought of is like, we've seen Cad Bane a few times and he's always going for some like big ticket thing. And much like he did in this episode, he's always also trying to like upsell his going right for it too, because of some, some unforeseen circumstance. So, you know, this guy's made a ton of money and it makes you wonder why is he still in the game? at this point. I mean, does he just love doing nefarious stuff? Does he, is he just like, uh, like Jeff Bezos who just wants like so much money. You can't, you don't even know what to do with it. Kind of money. Like who, I don't, I don't even, I don't understand the motivation. seems like a pretty dangerous game to be in. He got wrapped up in a, whatever that thing's called, like a bolo or whatever, and kicked over a ledge and uh, all got his face need a bunch of times, all (laughs) kinds of terrible things. Oh yeah. Spends a lot of time at Canto Bite. Ah, uh, he's gambling it all Blows away. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, you hate to see it. You just—I mean—be responsible with your money. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Um, I—I I have to say the entire sequence, like when he's chasing Omega down, they're fighting. Like it—it's so enhanced by the environment being like foggy, yeah, that misty. Yeah. Like, yeah. The amount of times that someone like emerges from the fog is that was super cool yeah it was really really nice visually um during that fight though uh, i think it's worth noting that bane does toss a thermal detonator at fennec shan that she kicks away so she spoiler alert does not die right there in the middle of the episode um but a thermal detonator is a uh it's a standard weapon for cad bane it's something he pretty much always carried uh it's a palm sized spherical device it's extremely deadly and explosive slash uh powerful for its size uh and something i learned when i was researching for this is that it can only be deactivated by the person who turned it on and activated it which i guess is what makes it so dangerous like hmm. once someone activates it there's no stopping it unless that person chooses to stop it um obviously first made famous by princess leia in jabba's palace uh where she did that very exact thing and turned it off after she turned it on um and after he kicked it there was a bunch of or after she kicked the the thermal detonator that he threw there was a bunch of rubble falling and that's where toto flew out of the way and he flew over the ledge and dropped all of the credits and cad bane was very unhappy about that the credits ah! he was like really pissed that they fell down and he lost his money he's he's all about the cash mm-hmm uh, Omega uses this uh, fight that they're in the confusion to escape down some dark hallway offshoot. Um, Cad Bane orders Toto to find the kid, um, little lady, the kid. He refuses to call her Omega, even though she was pretty insistent about it earlier. 
Um, and Omega finds this room that we talked about before with the, uh, not before today necessarily, but before in the live stream in the, with the green tanks of old clone projects slash experiments or whatever we think those are. And she's powering up the main console to use the long range transmitter to finally get a signal out to the bad batch so they can come find her. Um, Echo and the rest of the crew, they get that signal and they, they're able to pinpoint where it is and set the course for the, the Lido system, uh, which again, we don't really know anything about, uh, but that's where she is. And it must not have been very far away because they get there rather quickly. In my opinion, um, and was a cool little maneuver they did it, before they jumped a little maneuver, a cool little maneuver. That, yeah, it was a little maneuver yeah, it was. that they did before they made the jump. Just a little one though. Not a big maneuver, just a little maneuver. No gimmick infringement. Josh has that trademark. <laughs> um, we, we catch Toto tending to Cad Bane, even though he's been reminded so many times how, how poorly he's treated by him. Um, but he finds him knocked out from his fight with Fennec Shand and he's, he vows to avenge him. He's going to complete the mission and he swears not to fail him. So he's going to go find Omega. Uh, but before he can get there, Fennec finds her in that communication center and, uh, has a, a little conversation with her that I think we have recorded. This is the, uh, the M night Shyamalan twist, if you will. It's a twist. You won't get here in time. The only person you can rely on is yourself. Why did you kill Torn Wei? Part of the job. You should thank me. What their Prime Minister has planned for you is far worse than why I'm here. What does he want me for? You already know the answer. She gives like an ominous look at the clone tank. Omega, I'm trying to help you. You said the same thing on Pandora. There you are. Same story, different day. You are coming with. <laughs> I had to leave that. She <laughs> Just kicked him Toto so quickly right. into that clone <laughs> tank, clone two. Uh, but I think I don't think he saw her at first because like he came out for, he came up from the back and that tank was in the way, so he saw uh, he saw Omega. And then, like, as he got up right behind her, that's when she just... Yeah, I think he, <laughs> she was definitely blocked. I, th- I don't know that it would have mattered too much. I think she probably could have handled no. Toto 360, no problem. But yeah, uh, she kicked him into that clone tank pretty good. Good enough to put a big old crack in it. Um, causing whatever... Do, does anybody have a guess of what that was in the tank? In the Jar of Snoke? Jar of Snokes. It's a Jar of Snoke. Well, the jar of Snoke fell out of the jar and it was slimy and gross and it was on top mm-hmm. of Fennec Shand and that's when Omega uh, decided to make a break for it. And she gets to the edge of the platform where she spots these uh, Kaminoan pods down below. Um, we, we've seen these Kaminoan flight pods before. Um, they were used by... General Grievous and Asajj Ventress to escape the Battle of Kamino um, that happened in Clone Wars. And 
ARC Trooper 5, CT5555, hence the name, and AZ3, who was also mentioned in this episode by Omega, um, also used one as a diversion uh, so they could escape, or well, they pretended it was escaping Camino so they could go back to Camino and do some investigation on the whole inhibitor chip. Um, but they really reminded me of uh, the those pods from Into the Dark that we read about that were out on the space station with the dormant drain yeah. gear that mm-hmm. got shot to the planet. You know what I'm talking about? Um, like yeah. they're mm-hmm. just state cause they're not escape pods cause they're not on a ship and they're on some kind of track and they get shot. But, uh, the one she went for did not have enough gas in it, but we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but before she can get down to these pods that she's looking at, um, Cad Bane shows up, uh, to try and stop her, tells her that playtime is over. He's getting, he's too old for this. Uh, he's sick of it. Um, but Fennec just in time arrives to protect Omega and <clears throat> she and Cad Bane are fighting again while Omega sneaks off, uh, down towards these pods. And I thought they did a really cool, um, thing where they had her going down this ladder sideways cause her hands were cuffed so obviously she would not have been able to use a ladder the way you use a ladder. So she was sliding down the side, kind of fireman's pole style, and and uh, using the leg rungs. What's that? It's like a ladder, but sideways. Oh my god, I hate it here. <laughs> I'm, an- I'm announcing this is my final episode of the Outer Rim Beacon. Kyle, uh, every uh, episode is your <laughs> final episode. <laughs> we reached our quota of Ewok movie references. I can I can no longer continue. What is it? Uh, what is it? The monsters? So you really? Oh, yeah. What is it? Your last um, episode, Kyle? Uh, what is it? <laughs> yes, it is. It, she does it, move around it a little bit, like because when Toto starts to bug her, she yeah, like she goes slides around, around behind the back, it because yeah. she yeah. She does get around it a little bit, but I think it was easier for her to kind of go down. Well, if the you side think about it, you quicker. if you go down a ladder, you definitely don't want to let go of the rungs with both hands to try to grab the next one. Um, that would not right. go well, or yeah. at least wouldn't be fast either. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah. she, like you mentioned, uh, Toto slash Tebow, <laughs> um, it catches up Shows to her. Up He's still trying to complete the original mission. And she's like kicking him and fighting him off and wheeling around the ladder and eventually just jumps on his head and, and rides him down to the platform where he's like kind of sparking and not in, in great shape, but she gets on to one of these pods and is able to launch it. And then like immediately it starts running out of fuel. Like what? (laughs) Is that the only thing they took from this abandoned facility was all the, the gas in the pods? Like it, it didn't even make it hardly to the clouds and the whole place maybe, is covered in clouds and it's already about to fall. Maybe it's electric and didn't have a full charge. <laughs> well, I, they should have charged those, ba- those batteries. <laughs> I mean, back if, up, if it's an abandoned know, station, they got right? a trickle it charge it. power. Maybe it's yeah. electric. It's got, I don't think they run on, power. I don't there. think they run on d-cell batteries justin <laughs> i don't know camino and seem like they'd be pretty efficient and 
Well, she to, she might as well you know. have catapulted herself out because as soon as it got up to the top, it was about to fall right back down <laughs> to the bottom. So she stood a better chance getting away on Toto. Yeah, she should have ridden him like a five stid mm-hmm. uh, with a AZ three. But you know, of course, Deus ex machina. As soon as she starts to fall out of the sky, something grabs her, and she's scared for about a split second, and then. Down the hatch comes Uncle Wrecker shouting for Omega, and she realizes it's them and climbs up the ladder and hugs all around and and um they fly off they escape they're out it was easy peasy uh it was really nice of the Omega to just be up there in the upper atmosphere for them to grab and not even have to land or anything and she is obviously not pleased and she's like, why is this happening? Why are they hunting me down? And, um, echo tells Hunter that she's got to tell him or got to tell her. And, and I, I do like how they're kind of deferring to Hunter. Like they're saying, this is what you should do. But obviously he's the one making the final call on how to parent Omega. Mm hmm. Um, but obviously they do tell her that what's going on, but we just don't see it on screen because obviously they already explained it to us. So they cut back to Cad Bane in his ship. Who's trying to get off the platform and catch up to Fennec Shand or, or Omega or really anybody probably, but his, uh, his ship won't, won't take off. And it turns out that it was sabotaged by Fennec Shan. So he got beat up fair to say they were, they were pretty evenly matched most of the time, but he definitely got beat up a little bit. And then he got bested on the way out. Um, when she sabotaged his ship. So not a great look for my boy this episode. Um, nope. but just goes to show you already knew Fennec Shan was a force to be reckoned with. And she sure is. Um, mm-hmm. and all there is left from there is a little wrap up with, Fennec and Nala say and uh, Hunter and Omega. And I think we have recordings of both of those. Mm-hmm. I require an update. Omega was rescued by the same clones I encountered on Pantora. I can track them, but that will cost extra. No. As long as she is not in the hands of Lama Su, she is safe. I will transfer your payment. If you change your mind, you know how to reach me. Which was interesting because that's the that's the point where you you now Nala say has said okay no as long as she's with them I think I'm good yeah like now she realizes I, I don't need to worry yeah they've they've kind of grown attached to her they're looking after her now and can protect her I, I don't need to enlist the bounty hunter help anymore and she also knows that Omega is definitely not safe um, on Camino in the hands of the mm-hmm. Kaminoans. So yeah. she has to be somewhere else. I love I love this moment. It was like uh suck on that. Nala say is an independent woman. She don't yeah. need no man. <laughs> She's making her Take own care of her own business on the yeah. side. You do don't don't try to cut her out. And I, I also appreciate Fennec Shand ever the independent contractor, like, all right, cool. Well, you know where to contact me if you ever change your mind or if I can ever help you with anything else. I'm all about those credits. <laughs> I love how I love how bounty hunters have like an a la carte menu for yeah. deeds. 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, if you would like me to track them, I can do that, but that's going to cost this amount. Oh, would you like me to track them and blow up their ship too? Okay, well, we that's can run, we can run you a extra. bundle if you'd like a kidnapping and an assassination <laughs> right. together. <laughs> this month we're 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 running a special on espionage and trade <laughs> secrets. <laughs> like like it's an a la carte menu for for bounty hunters here. It's crazy. Hey, the more services you offer, the more you can diversify your income. It's yeah. a strategic move. That's what yeah. all the the oh, yeah. space accountants would tell you to do. <laughs> Diversify your portfolio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want multiple right, income Fennec, streams. I see here. I see here. You're only offering assassination services. Yeah. We should probably expand that a little bit <laughs> so that you get a better return on your investment. Up to now, you've been operating strictly in disintegrations. So we're going to need to. <laughs> yeah, they're they're bogo. They're buy one get one. So. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. And then um, the last wrap up was I think we finally got a good father, of the like a father child moment. It's about here time. With Hunter and Omega. I, I got one thing, but yes, play the clip. And then I got one, Hunter. one little complaint. Hunter. Hunter. Can't sleep. I keep thinking about the Kaminoans, seeing that place. I don't want to end up an experiment in a tube. That's Me not neither. gonna happen. If I'm as valuable as you say, Lama Su will keep sending bounty hunters after me. He can send everyone in the galaxy. You have us. You can't fight them all. Omega, you don't have to worry. You are never going back to Kamino. Promise? I promise. Love that like mandolin music in the background. One famous last words. They'll be going back to Camino in the next like two episodes. Two, um, it was really nice to see them verbalize that. This is this is kind of them verbalizing that moment where she's like puts her hand up to the glass and is like looking at her own reflection in the gross mm-hmm. like test tube water. And so then her like verbalizing, like, I don't want to be an experiment. I don't want, you know, right. that was, it was a nice tying it all together. And see, but that's the thing. Like I, she goes, I don't want to end up like that, like an experiment, but she already was an experiment because she was um, grown out of it. Well, tube. she's the result of an experiment, Justin. <laughs> so, she's not being experimented like on already there, but you don't want to go through it again. I think there's a difference in, being grown in a jar and then being like poked and prodded and taken pieces of to create something else, which is what she's expecting. But Mm -hmm. like from the guy who just lost this kid to one single individual bounty hunter last episode, which was about (laughs) 10 hours ago in the show (laughs) saying it doesn't matter if they send everyone in the galaxy, dude, you couldn't keep her from getting taken by one guy and an annoying droid. And you said, it doesn't matter if they send everyone in the galaxy. Talk about writing checks you can't cash. I mean, give me a break, Hunter. Mm -hmm. That's absurd. I had something, but it Uh, it didn't comment on on what Justin said. It's okay. No, I I think 
it, it could also be that she's uh, maybe previously, like, if all you know is that everyone is clones, and except for the Kaminoans, but then you go and you see the world a little bit, and you see the gross, the gross facility and all the stuff, like, she might be, like, dealing with things in her head about her past and about her, you know, development that she never did before because it was normal and now she's seeing that it's not like as normal mm-hmm. as she thought yeah too yeah. yeah i'm just waiting to see the bad batch be the bad batch and uh, i mean they've been i mean the zagirian slavers yeah. kind of took it to they've them. been on their heels you a know lot. we've had two bounty hunters take it to them when do we get you know even even crosshair was ahead of them yeah. and was doing pretty well uh, for a while there. Like when is the, the bad batch kind of go on the offense and become the aggressor to the point where the empire recognizes we can't get these guys. We need to send full battalions after them because we, we just don't have enough. We can't do this with these special ops guys. We need to start throwing more at them that's that's what i want to see well i think they're still kind of reeling they a lot has happened to them you know so they lost crosshair so their their team that they grew accustomed to working with is already disjointed and it's already fractured or whatever and they're they're missing a component they're also trying to take care of this kid which adds a whole nother level to like how they normally would operate um we did see Mm -hmm. in the one episode where uh, wreckers trying to cover crosshairs jobs. So they're, they're spread kind of thin from their normal operations. They're not getting the support that they used to get from the Republic. And I, I think they're just like trying to figure out how to deal with this new, um, this new reality that they're in, I guess you would say. And I think at some point they'll, they'll get there though. They got to figure out how they're dealing with all this stuff and then get to a point where it's like you said, we can't just keep reacting to when bad things happen to us. We got to be uh, a little bit more on the offensive yeah. and do yeah. things on our terms. Um, but I think you're right. I think it'll be a little more compelling to see them in that element than this, where they're kind of uh, just always yeah, being chased. Yeah, yeah, trying to figure out how to just handle themselves in this this world. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about it on Friday night with the jars of Snokes and what were they? And I, I think the pictures that we had actually put up during the show, you know, we had the one picture that really looked like it was the nine nub alien Solistin. species, the Solaston. And then we had another, we had the other picture, which was like the long thing laying on Fennec, which looked like, uh, the Kaminoan. I thought it looked almost just like kind of the head. The classic, if you drew an alien, yes. like yes. if you were so, a kid, so like what does an alien look like? This is an so alien. there's like yes. um there's concept art that was released on StarWars.com either today or yesterday for the episode, and it's definitely a, a, a I can never pronounce their name when I'm trying to say that Kaminoan. 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 Thank you. <laughs> I can never say um, that. I always want to say Camino. A Camino, yeah. yeah, they are from Camino, yes. Um, but there, there was like another shot I thought in there to your point, Kyle, where it looked like the classic, yeah, just what the two we big black eyes like with the you, large yeah. eyes and the weird, like the egg shaped head, kind of inverted egg shaped head, yeah, the grays. Um, 
it, it, so if to me it was, it looked like there was almost like three different species there and it's entirely possible if we think about it that maybe the Kaminoans have taken other species and that's what that area was it was just different clones of different aliens because clearly they've cloned humans they can probably clone a whole bunch of other stuff they're damn good too according yeah, to uh that's what dexter would say according to uh dexter so uh that's kind of what i thought i was like well it looks almost like there was three different ones but it was hard to tell because it was dark and this could have been like you know, an experimental facility so where they're working on all kinds mm-hmm. of different things who even knows yeah solid episode though definitely fun to see the bounty hunter duel uh thoroughly enjoyed that uh you know we had we had blasters going you had some close combat um we had some explosives in there it was kind of a a a la carte menu of bounty hunter services if you will so uh which I, i gotta ask though i gotta ask though before we wrap this thing up which ship you riding in you taking fennex or you taking uh cads because we saw oh, both. I'm of going them. anywhere Phoenix going. <laughs> um, like ship wise, like which one is cooler to you? Which one you riding in? I think I'm I'm gonna ride in Phoenix Shan's ship. Phoenix Shan's ship too. Um, at least it's gonna take off the platform for sure. It was kind of like a. <laughs> it was kind of like a long ship with like some inverted like v-shaped wings towards the back of it which was pretty cool fins almost josh what about you i'll go with cad's ship gotta give cad bane some love and you also you know they uh you know it's named after justin timberlake's first album so (laughs) i know i won't be crying a river yeah i think uh i think i'm going with cad's too i kind of like the little engine thing that flips up and down in the back yeah. yeah Yeah, that was kind of cool. It reminded me a lot of the B-Wing with the the pod where the sure, sure, wings sure. rotate around it, which was pretty cool. So, Prototype any, anything else on this episode? Harrison Dula, fun fact. Never, we've never really yeah, done a deep dive true. on uh, any of the Rebels. Made by uh, Mon Calamari. Yeah, who lived on a weird, mm-hmm. rocky, <laughs> rock, windy air planet. planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did you get way out there? No water in sight. I, maybe, maybe the sea life was not for him. I don't know. I it's thought Admiral Akbar possible. had to like soak himself in tanks <laughs> regularly just to survive on ships for prolonged periods of time or something mm-hmm. crazy. But they know. got like their own back to they got like their own tank in their room yeah. and just go back and soak that for a little while. Moisturize. Yeah. Yeah, great episode. Uh, you know, we're what? What was this? Ten episodes now, so we've got what? Six more? Is it sixteen episodes? Uh, something so like that. But got, I think this was only the ninth more? episode. Ninth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a little over halfway. We're getting there. Yeah. We already we did the it's halfway uh, there gag last week. We're not going to do it again. Yeah. But we're we're a little it's past. A picking up. Mm-hmm. Picking up. Justin was trying right, or well, not Justin. Josh has been trying really hard to get some Justin Timberlake dropped into this episode. I can't decide yet. He has a quadruple thread. I do like him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who doesn't like JT? I don't know. People only Although, people are jealous. I don't know. There's a few I just people. did a <laughs> I just did a deep dive on No Strings Attached recently and um the lack of uh sharing of vocal duties, lead vocal duties on that album is it's sad. Mm. it's basically a justin solo vehicle well they saw the writing on the walls (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Or did they create the situation by not letting Joy Fatone sing anything? I just can't imagine. It. Joy Fatone has a better voice than you realize. I'm bringing some of the craziness from the live stream to the regular they, episodes. It, it's 2021. Everybody has a good voice with auto tune. Just... No, 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 no. Not, no, not according to uh, was it Usher? Apparently, he he said. Uh, what's <laughs> no, his no, no. Name actually, what uh, if we're gonna do this? Actually, what Usher said to T Pain was that he he ruined oh. music for real singers. But uh, yeah. also, th- this is actually all on that 90s pop documentary that I told you to watch, Josh. But uh, autotune has been used for like literal decades, and it, it literally does fix people's voices. It can be used the way T-Pain does as like a gimmick, but like it really can make almost anybody sound good. That was the, that yeah. was the joke is like you don't have to find good singers. You just have to find pretty people because the software yeah. fixes them now. Mm-hmm. Just like Kyle. Just like Joey Fatone. Fixes Kyle. <laughs> Joey, Joey Fatone's not auto tune though. No. I didn't know. That's, I didn't uh, know you were in the studio for the engineering. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some. I've I've seen some things. Oh lord. Wow. Oh lord. He was in the studio. All right. Well, let's blow this thing. And get out of here. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. Well, that was our recap of what'd you say, episode nine? Nine. Is it Bounty Number nine, Bounty Lost? Buster Rhyme. Bounty Lost. Bounty Lost, yeah. Uh, great episode, fun to watch. Bounty Hunters going at it is always good. Check out the Bounty Hunter comic if you haven't already. Um, go go start reading that. Lots of High Republic to dive into beginning today, so go check those out as well, including and a new comic comes out tomorrow as well. New comic tomorrow. Especially the book uh, um, from uh, Daniel Jose Older, who we just interviewed as yes. well. Go check that out. Race to Crash Point Tower. Um, lots of exciting stuff here Love in the, the High Republic, Republic. World. I'm really Part excited two. to get into those books. Part two of the High Republic world, if you will. So, second phase. Um, yeah. All right. I think well, this is only the second part of phase one, actually. It oh, is. Oh, really? Yeah. Part two, mm-hmm. phase one? So, yeah. Wow. It, yeah, yeah. A lot of yeah. bullet points. Yep. Wrap your mind around that. Let's yep. carry the. T- All right. Well, you guys can find the Outer Rim Beacon anywhere out on the social media. You can find us uh, at Outer Rim Beacon on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at Outer Rim Beacon. Excuse me, Outer Rim Beacon at gmail.com. I'm Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where can they find you guys at? I'm Josh, and you can find me at. Real Joy Fatone fan number one on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this is Kyle, and you can Venmo me um, uh, any amount at KB underscore legend for any reason. And this is Maggie, who can be found at Twitter at Maggie of the Town, where I will be thirsting over Martian Row as soon as it is spoiler-wise welcome. The first time I get $1 nice. on Venmo, everybody's going to start giving their Venmo name on the end of the podcast. <laughs> it's never happened yet. But. Someday. Someday. Alright everybody. Well, we love you guys. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Join us for the live stream Friday night, 8 o'clock. Empire um, Day. 
Yep. Come join us. Have some fun. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of Star Wars, maybe a little bit of music, maybe some other things going on. Who knows? Who knows? It gets a little crazy on Friday night. But as we always do, may the force be with you. Always. 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 And then I'll right. Hello there? No. For light and life. You told me to say hello there. It, well, like... 90 minutes ago.